folks. Welcome to Gals Explained. The podcast where two best gals explain anything and everything to each other better than any man ever has. This week, we're getting lucky. We're diving into the mythology behind luck, lucky superstitions, and how you can get a little more luck in your life. Yeah, you could Google it, but isn't it more fun to learn it from a friend? I'm Michelle. And I'm Claire. Wow. Michelle and I often don't know what to talk about at the beginning and I'll ask her if she's seen a movie because that's the only thing going on in our lives and I asked her if she had seen I Care a lot uh that's the new movie on Netflix with the woman from Gone Girl Rosamund Pike yes yes and she's a fantastic actress uh and this is the segment where we criticize a movie that we you know have no uh artistic right to probably criticize (laughs) we're gonna do it anyways i 10 out of 10 do not recommend this movie so for those of you who haven't seen this movie it's about this woman who basically capitalizes on getting elderly people against their will signed into a conservatorship where she is their uh their what's it called guardian guardian Mm mm-hmm And she puts them into a home against their will and takes all of their assets and all of their property and all of their money and all of their free will, controls their entire lives. And she has a whole business making money behind it. And she pretends like she cares about them, but she'll keep them from their friends and family. I could not root for anyone. And it really lost my interest. And it just made me feel icky. The whole movie made me feel bad. Mm. Like... I. You know, and I, yeah. I'm all for some some things making me feel bad for a reason, but there was just no, there was no need sometimes. I think there was a lot of good potential in this movie, and I really did like watching it most of the time, and I liked seeing, like, this evil woman basically use the system that is legal to her benefit, but... Like, when I looked up the movie and I was like, what was wrong with this movie? Like, why wasn't it what I wanted it to be? Um, I looked it up and it was an all-male crew. Like, writer, director, producer. And it, like, putting that in my head, I was like, I understand now. Like, they made this movie and then we're like, okay, now let's put Rosamund Pike in it because she did this kind of in Gone Girl. And then um, give her a woman lover. Like, I just feel like... You know what? Yeah. Maybe we can 100% agree on this because I think we're actually coming to the same conclusion that, like, it it was because of that that you could tell this male crew sprinkled in moments where they were like, mention that you're a woman. Mention that you're a strong woman. And it, like, had nothing to do with the plot of the movie or, like, it was like, what is, Jeff just sent me a review of the movie, and it says, ladies, is it girl boss to trap the elderly in facilities and profit from selling their assets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just, it, it bothered me because of that reason, because I feel like it, I could feel the male writing in the movie trying to get woke woke viewership you know what i mean yeah like there was no woman crew in the background it was just projecting it if you want a a quote-unquote woke movie i'm gonna recommend like 10 over that but i think promising young woman also came out in the last year is a fantastic watch that really shows women 
uh, as the strong controllers of their own lives that they are. So I think that I would recommend that over this movie any day. I also would recommend if you haven't seen this show yet to watch I May Destroy You because I also did watch that this week. And um, yeah, very good and was very gypped from the Golden Globes. So so you've had some good luck watching movies lately. I felt like I had some bad luck, even though we watched the <laughs> same thing. And today, that's right. After our movie conversation, <laughs> we are talking about luck. Michelle, I want to know, uh, just to get us started, what are some symbols of luck that you think of and you just think like, yep, that's a symbol of luck? Thank you for that seamless uh, transition, Claire. When I think of luck and superstitions around luck with like the symbols, I think of like a rabbit's foot. I think of, yeah, four-leaf clover. I think of... Yeah, eleven, eleven. Right, make a wish. Things like, yeah, make a wish. Yeah, which honestly, about... I've been seeing eleven, eleven very often. Oh, good luck! Mm. It's coming yeah. to you. How about ladybugs? Did you ever hear that? Oh yes, ladybugs. Horseshoes. Yeah, yeah. It's Only funny if they're I... facing upwards, not downwards. Is downwards bad luck? Yeah, did you ever see that Lindsay Lohan movie and Chris Pine, Just My Luck? Yeah, (laughs) a long time ago. It was about these two people that one of them had great luck and one of them had really bad luck. And every time they kissed, the luck transferred. Oh my gosh, yes. How did they fix it in the end? I need to rewatch that. They just decided to be together. And I remember uh-huh. they just kissed again and again and again. And like they were at a train station and all the trains <gasps> were on time. And then they were delayed and then they were on time and then they were delayed. And then eventually like they were just kissing too much that it was going back and forth. So it didn't oh matter who God. had the love. That oh, movie, beautiful. that movie is so bad. I need to see it again. I always like, is that the <laughs> one where she's on the um, front cover of the DVD and she's like winking? Because yes. I remember there was a... Because I always remember looking at that cover when I was a kid, and I was like, I need to wink like that. How does she wink so perfectly? She goes, like, I, and she looks so good. I'm like, who looks that good winking? No one looks that good winking. Oh, we miss you, Lindsay. Come back to the mainstream. Or we'll stay out. I'll watch it. It's okay if you stay out. Stay safe. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but there's a part in the movie where she's ver- becoming very unlucky, And she shuts the door and the horseshoe that's above the door like falls upside down from being up to down. She goes outside. I think a bird poops in her hair, which is considered very unlucky. You know, we've got the black cat that crosses your path, all of that. But let's get back to good luck. Other things that are good luck apparently are um, a dream catcher. Which be good luck. Yeah, I remember having dream catchers when I was little, but that is a there that's like uh based in Native American cultures, which I think kind of leads into one of my mythologies over uh luck that I'll talk about later. Bella Swan had a dream catcher over her bed uh in Twilight. Oh, really? 
Yeah, my good pal. You know, keep those keep those vamp vampies away. Keep the bad. It didn't boys work. Away. It didn't work. I think Jacob gave it to her. Oh, that makes uh, sense. Wishbones also. Those oh yeah, I used to do that all the time when I was a kid. Yeah, some of these on this list are pretty racist, so I'm not going to read them. So I'm just trying to stick with the uh, the Ooh. the normal ones. But you've seen like um, it's called a Maneki Nico. It's a little cat that has it's like hand up like this and it shakes and it's from Japanese and Chinese culture. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of us have seen those before. Um, and oh, another one that a lot of people have heard is like if there's a feather in your path. It's good luck. Really? Like if it floats past and you? Then, yeah. And then the number, it's like somebody's watching out for you, is the theory behind that. And then in Western culture, the number seven is very lucky, lucky number seven. And mm-hmm. in Chinese culture, the number eight is very lucky. Oh. Interesting. I feel like eight makes more sense than seven because it kind of looks like infinity. Yeah, that's true. But I've heard lucky number seven, like my yeah. whole life growing up. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. I feel like it's because things like come in sevens, like it's just a holy number, like the week is seven days, yeah. things like that. Oh, true. Well, that's so interesting. And I've also thought about like the um, like the phrases that we've had towards luck, like, uh, you know, luck of the Irish, which is actually right. apparently kind of a, it came from a bad... I don't know if racist is the correct word, but like just not a great place for Irish Americans. So luck of the Irish basically became a thing during the gold and silver rush because most of the successful and famous miners at the time were Irish Americans. And so people ended up calling it the luck of the Irish that they had this like huge mining fortune. Um, So this was a bad connotation, obviously, because Irish Americans were heavily disliked and thought of as like foolish and dumb. So the only way that they could have, you know, gotten their fortunes was because of dumb luck, essentially. So luck of the Irish is actually, actually has a bad connotation. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that either. I've heard it described in different ways on some of my research. It said it came from folklore, the legends of leprechauns and how leprechauns were Irish and they stored their gold in a place that was impossible to reach so it made them very lucky oh well maybe it had multiple meanings over the time that's what i found in my research that's interesting but i i do think even with the bad connotation at one point like it isn't stuck in that like it obviously evolved yeah if that is to be believed true but i also looked up some of like gods and goddesses of luck around the world and I thought there were some interesting ones in here. Um, we got Fortuna, which is the Roman goddess of good fortune. Um, we also have Tyche, who's the Greek goddess of risk and luck. So we're getting those Greek and Romans out of the way and moving on to like uh, the Hindu gods and gods goddesses like Gan- Ganesha, who is the elephant headed god of good fortune. And so Ganesha was thought to ward off negative energy from home and life. 
Whereas Lakshmi, who is like the lotus goddess of beauty and good fortune, holds the promise of material fulfillment and contentment, which I've seen both of these figures, you know, the goddess like on the flower, that's Lakshmi. I feel like you see a lot of these symbols in homes because like people put the figures there to uh, get this good luck. So it's like all over, especially like even in a uh, Southwestern Native American culture, there was a spider woman or the spider grandmother, which I think might have to do with the, oh my God, what's it called? Dreamcatchers. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because she weaves her webs and the world into existence. She's apparently like a pretty old deity to uh, cultures down there, um, mostly the Hopi. But I was trying to look for specific. Uh, what's the word? <laughs> I was trying to look for specific people that like believed in the spider grandmother and the spider woman. But it basically uh, most I could find was the Hopi and um, just basic southwestern United States. Um, so I thought she was pretty cool. Because she isn't, like, just about luck. She's, like, about fate in general. A lot of these tend to, like, put luck in the same category as fate, which I found a little interesting. Because I, I don't know. When I think of luck and, like, my life being lucky, I don't think of what's the fate of my world turning into. I just think of, oh, cool, I found a quarter in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there's uh, the Shichi Fukujin, which is... um which are the seven gods of luck and happiness in Japanese folklore. Um, so, but what I found cool about this one is that it wasn't like it was some Japanese religion, like just one Japanese religion that brought all these together. The Shichi Fukujin are actually um, brought from multiple different backgrounds. So they're brought from Buddhism, Shinto, Hindu, and Chinese uh, traditions and origins um, and their names are Bishaman, Daikoko, Abisu, Fukurokuju, Hote, Jorojin, and Benton. And they come out on New Year's Eve. So on New Year's Eve, you look out for the Shichi Fukujin and they are sailing on a treasure ship to bestow gifts such as hats that can make you invisible and a purse full of never-ending coins. I want that. I was thinking about that. Like, why would it just be a purse full of never-ending coins? Why wouldn't you just be rich? Like, because a purse full of never-ending coins essentially means you're rich, right? Like, rich forever. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool gifts. Um, But that's all the gods and goddesses I have. Interesting. Well, before we take our recess, I wanted to talk about where the phrase good luck comes from. And I thought I would find a lot more information on it. Uh, but actually, it's really interesting. It just comes from a Dutch saying that basically means like wishing happiness, wishing you good fortune. Uh, and that's how we got good luck. Now, I looked up why this was such a popular saying. And I think that it's really interesting because the definition of luck is a form of superstition, which is interpreted differently by different individuals. And this guy named Carl Jung, he coined the term synchronicity, 
which describes a meaningful coincidence. And that's basically what luck is, a meaningful coincidence, right? Mm -hmm. Depending on who you are and if you really believe in luck. But the reason people say good luck so much is apparently because it's not a religious or emotional statement. It's not like saying, I'll pray for you, or I'm thinking of you, or anything like that. It's just saying, good luck. You're ending the conversation by saying, I want the best for you. I want you to succeed. Uh, And apparently, online, people were very adamant about this. There is a strong difference between good luck and best of luck. Really? Best of luck is way more intense. So they were like, like, use this carefully. I don't know. (laughs) Online, (laughs) the people in the forums were going crazy. They were like, good luck is like, oh, good luck. You know, good day. Good luck. Good luck in your endeavors. Best of luck is like, I want you to have everything. The best of luck. You are my friend, right? So we'll get into a little bit later when is appropriate to use Good luck, but I think it's time we take a little recess and then we'll come back and we'll learn about how do we get lucky. Very easily, Claire, very easily. (laughs) Hey folks, welcome back to recess. I love that you say that every week. That's my favorite little Michelle-ism. Hey, hey folks. Hey, folks. I feel like a Looney Tunes character. So last week, we talked about condiments. And when we talked about condiments, uh, I decided to do like a little bit of photo research right after. And it was not shared in the episode, but I did find a photo of Ed Sheeran kissing a bottle of Heinz ketchup. Uh And upon further analysis, he had his own line of Heinz ketchup and has a Heinz ketchup tattoo. So our boy stands some ketchup. Wait, Ed Sheeran? Ed Sheeran. Wait, I swear to God, before we talked about this, you said it was Harry Styles. No, no, Ed Sheeran. What? What's wrong with me? (laughs) He's always thinking about Harry. I'm always thinking about Harry. Um, That good for him. Uh, Why did he have his own brand of Heinz? I don't know. He must love it. But I did ask on our Instagram on a scale of one to Ed Sheeran, how much do you love ketchup? And we got like that little bar. We got like three quarters of the way full. So a lot of people really loved it. Three quarters. I think I did vote on that one. And I um, I voted a very little amount. Yeah, you did skew the results, so (laughs) there was an outlier in the data. Sorry, folks. Um, But we also then asked you this week, what are some crazy combinations that you're into in terms of condiments or uh, that you've seen yourself? We got a few people ratting out other people for weird combinations, and we got some people ratting out themselves. Um, My dear sister actually said herself, that she likes cream cheese with deli turkey. And I can vouch for that. My sister will just eat cream cheese out of the pint. Um, she's a maniac. So I love her, but... Dip the turkey in the cream cheese or slather the cream cheese on the turkey? I believe she she will dip it, but I believe she also will roll it up. 
she also put bananas in cream cheese, which I find grosser for some reason. I disagree with that. I feel like I can eat strawberries and cream cheese. So bananas and cream cheese isn't the worst thing. I feel like meat, like turkey meat, is disgusting. I can give her a pass on the bananas personally. Okay. All right. Uh, it's all gross but you know whatever floats your boat right right somebody did say that they like mac and cheese with ketchup and somebody else immediately responded after not knowing that somebody had said that that ketchup and mac and cheese is gross with the little puking face emoji very skewed results out there very skewed uh as you heard last week i think that that is disgusting myself so i agree with you barf face person And Michelle apparently thought that I liked ketchup and mac and cheese. I don't. I would never put ketchup on my mac and cheese. I'm just (laughs) saying if it happened to touch my mac and cheese on a plate, I wouldn't be like mad about it. You know? Yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh, I can't eat that now. Which I basically would say agrees with ketchup and mac and cheese. So I... I don't totally give you a pass would, on this. I would never like score <laughs> ketchup on my mac and cheese. Oh. Mac and cheese is delectable by itself. You know what? Someone else did say that they liked ketchup and rice, which that I can be okay with. I, I wouldn't do it myself, mind you. But like, I, I, I can understand it. I can understand it. Yeah. And uh. then the the condiments. Then, <laughs> then we asked because... Claire sent an amazing picture to me of her dipping potato chips into ketchup. Uh, She then posted on social media. She ratted herself out for that one and then asked, what condiment could you not live without? Mine is obviously ketchup. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Somebody said that they need ranch in their life. And uh, every Midwesterner that I know says that this is a Midwest thing, but I grew up in the South and I don't think it's a Midwest thing. I think, Everybody has to have that big bottle of Hidden Valley in the fridge and squeeze it. You dip your pizza in it. You put it on every vegetable known to man. You know what? We didn't talk about this, but um, the British don't have ranch. Like when I lived in Wales, because <laughs> as we all know, I lived in Wales. Um, uh, they didn't have any ranch there. Like nobody eats ranch. It's an American oh. thing. Maybe it might be a thing some parts, but not where I was. Uh, I also will say, and I didn't say this last week, a condiment I can't live without is that garlic butter that you can dip pizza into. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Oh. You're killing me. You're killing me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually forgot to say as well that I once experienced a very weird condiment combination. I can't really remember the circumstances All I know is I was having dinner at someone's house with their family and we sat down and everybody filled their plate with, you know, their meat, their whatever, and broccoli. And we all scooped broccoli onto our plate. And then they passed around this giant jar of mayonnaise, like giant. And everyone scooped mayonnaise onto their plate and dipped their broccoli in the mayonnaise and i'm not talking like a light dip i'm talking like the broccoli was a vessel to get the mayonnaise to their mouth i was like i can't do this they were like do you want to try it i was like no i can't 
I want to cry hearing that story. Uh, Well, that's enough for this recess today. Um, After that disgusting broccoli and mayonnaise story, no offense to anyone in our audience who may like broccoli and mayo. I am so sorry if that is your food of choice, but that is disgusting. Being caught off guard. That's not good. Right? Like, if that's what you want, no worries. But you sit down and a whole family does it. Mm-mm. Then you're like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with like- me? <laughs> <laughs> They're gaslighting you that this is normal. <laughs> All right. Have a good time exploring some luck. Hopefully you are more lucky than Claire was at that dinner. <laughs> Welcome back from recess, folks. Welcome, welcome. Claire, I am super, super stitious. Not a little stitious. And I need some help with it. I wanted to talk through some lucky superstitions from around the world. And I think a lot of these we actually do without even realizing it. Um, Things to like make us feel lucky and also there are things within here that like if this happens to you you're very unlucky so these come from all around the world and I want to talk through if you do any of these so how do you feel about Friday the 13th I feel like Friday the 13th is always weird not unlucky necessarily just I feel like it's always weird Okay, and that is a superstition. Friday the 13th, you know, has n- nothing really <laughs> that uh, has to do with it in culture. It just kind of started coming together because of a movie. <laughs> Was it because of the movie? Is that real? I can't find anything else that would have caused it. Uh, now, how do you feel about black cats? I love black cats, and I despise... That they are, you know, people find them unlucky. I despise that. And I think it's a trope really founded, um, hammered into our culture from Halloween movies. Yes. Like from movies around Halloween, even kids movies and like a black cat crosses your path and you're like, oh my God, my day's ruined now. All right. Now we're getting into the ones that you might do now. Mm-hmm. Knocking on wood. Yes. I do that all the time. I f- <laughs> so, like, what's an example of when you would when you would do it? Well, like, for instance, recently I was talking about, um, and I'm going to do it right now, I was talking about how I have been lucky and healthy, and I'm not going to be specific as to what, because I do not want to jinx myself, but I immediately knocked on a tree and said, knock on wood. Yeah, I am totally with you on that, and... I think it's really interesting. I was reading where it actually comes from. It comes from the uh, Indo-European or Celtic belief that the spirits, good and bad, resided in trees. And they could only be called upon for protection or chased away by knocking on their home, i.e. knocking on the trees, knocking on them. Wait a second. That's so interesting. And it only makes me feel uh, that... That's superstition more. I like that one. Knock yes. those trees. How about throwing salt over your shoulder? My grandma does this all the time. No, I've never done that. Why? Why I would you? It's like the most common second to knocking on wood. 
and it's warding off evil. Mm. Like demons because they don't like salt. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, oh, you say something and then you're like, oh, God, like, let me throw a little salt over my left shoulder. Your left shoulder specifically. Uh Uh-huh. Interesting. Do you do it? Uh, I have when I was younger, mainly with my grandma. She would do it all the time. Especially, like, if we were just sitting at a table and there was salt in the middle, even at a restaurant, she would do it. Sorry, waitstaff of those restaurants. That's an interesting one. Well, you do it if you spill the salt, mainly. Oh, so yes. I have done it if I've spilled the it. Table. Okay. 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 So I mean, do do it. Interesting. Only, well, only if you spill the salt, obviously, because spilled salt is bad luck, but not towards, right. like, anything else. What about walking under a ladder? It's thought to be very bad luck. Oh, I hate that. I, I, I do feel that. And it makes me cringe every time I see someone do it. You have to do it in New York all the time, I think. Yeah, no, no, because I, I go under scaffolding, but not ladders. Yeah, not ladders. Is scaffolding just a big ladder? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> and apparently the superstition roots from the Holy Trinity, the Christian symbolism of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Huh? And leading to the number three being sacred. So the triangle has to be sacred and a triangle, uh, a ladder forms a triangle with the side of the home. So to walk under it would to be to destroy the sanctity of the Trinity. Oh, oh, interesting. Um, interesting, too, because now that I know that it's the Holy Trinity, I don't care as much since I'm not Christian and never have been. <laughs> well, and some of these have different, like, that's the most prevalent way that this came about. But there's also, like, a thought with the Egyptians behind it uh, and the gods and all things like that. So I'm just sharing, like, the most prevalent reason why we throw salt or don't walk under ladders or whatever. Mm-hmm. But... There's a ton out there. So even if you're like, oh, I don't do it for this reason, you might have another that you don't even know about yet. Interesting. Okay. Well, I want to mention quickly the broken mirrors being extremely bad luck. And specifically, if you break a mirror, it brings you seven years of bad luck. Have you heard that before? I have heard that before. And also, I had one, our our big mirror was broken like last last not this past fall but the fall before and um i was super nervous that it gave us bad luck in this house because it was a big mirror mm. well the ancient romans uh contributed to this notion and they believed that not only would it cause you poor health but the number seven was seen by the romans as the number of years required to complete a full life cycle of renewal So, like, until you were well again. However, there is something you can do if you break your mirror. Your neighbors might think you're crazy. But apparently, you can gather up all of the broken pieces. And the Romans say, you can bury them by moonlight. Shoot, I didn't do that. Oh, no. (laughs) If only I had known, Claire, I would have done it. (laughs) It's all right. It's okay. And the last one I want to share is you step on a crack, you break your mother's back. Mm, Yep, I know that one well. 
I always avoid them. Yes, I even do in my adult life. (laughs) I bet some people don't avoid them if they have bad relationships with their mom. That would be cruel. You're like, oh, stepping on this crack. (laughs) So why is that a superstition, Claire? Apparently to step on these cracks might invite or release some unwelcome spirits into the world ready to do harm. It really has nothing to do specifically with your mother. Uh... It just might welcome some some unwanted spirits in the world, which I do not believe in any of these really, but I do knock on wood because it makes me feel better. Yeah. Um, but especially this one, I find that I do not believe in that. And I do believe in saging. I don't know if you have saged your apartment. No. But... Like just taking a bundle of sage and it's supposed to like clear any negative energy out. Uh And even if, you know, even if I don't personally believe like in spirits or anything like that, but I think that it is a very nice process when you move somewhere new to like, you're supposed to sage every corner of your home, like every nook and cranny. And it is like a very nice process to like walk around and feel like you're kind of cleansing your space, even just for you. So I think that brought me good luck in this apartment. I think that's really nice. Even if you don't necessarily connect with spiritual aspects of it, like just the act of like claiming through uh, like that method makes sense. Yeah. Well, knocking on wood sometimes is not enough, Michelle. Please give us the answers about how scientifically we can have good luck. Okay, so I looked a bit about science of luck up and you all know me. I am the science gal on this show, I feel like. But this <laughs> science is not as sciencey as the other times I have delved into. So don't get scared. Um, because it's all in your brain this part. I saw a video made by PBS, honestly, they're called the Their channel is called It's Okay to Be Smart. And I loved what they said about it. They said, luck is where chance and consciousness combine. Which is totally true, right? I love that. Mm -hmm. Because uh, there's a psychologist named Richard Wiseman, and he explored the four principles of luck in his book, Luck Factor. And basically, like, I'll go through these four principles. But basically, the idea around these is that you kind of create your own luck, right? It's all about the way that you think about the world around you um, that makes lucky people more lucky than, let's say, people who are unlucky. Um, So let's uh, go through these. The first one is uh, people... Oh, So the way he frames these four principles of luck is kind of like uh, how our how are lucky people lucky? And this is how they're lucky. So let's go through these four principles and uh, I'll tell you how each one um, can help you out. So the first one is that lucky people maximize on chance opportunities. Basically, lucky people are open to the world around them in a way that they are ready for positive opportunities to come their way. So if you're just kind of open-minded towards the world around you and open to these new opportunities, then you are more likely to fall into these good opportunities, right? It makes sense. I want to say in improv, we call this having a yes and attitude. Exactly. This is exactly yes and. And I think that this kind of goes along with 
lucky people being intuitive and like in improv too, you are very intuitive and you try to like listen and respond to people. And the second one is literally called listen and respond to their intuition. So the ways to boost this ability is through meditation and uh, clear headedness, just having a clear mind. So you're able to think clearly and have those gut feelings more easily. Um, I'm really bad at meditation, but I find yoga helps. Yeah, I love that. I think anything to get you more in tune with yourself gets you feeling like you're accessing that like luck portion of the world. You're opening your mind to it. Yeah, you got to be clear headed to like accept the world around you. Um, The next one I have a little issue with. uh, It's turn bad luck into good luck. So lucky people tend to be optimistic. They're optimists. They uh, have self-fulfilling prophecies because their expectations are high towards their future. But I actually uh, feel like expectations aren't always good. For me personally, I've set really high expectations for myself and it's gotten me in trouble because it set up an unrealistic narrative towards the future for myself. So for me, it was better for me to just like live in the moment rather than build up this um, perfect future. Because if I set this expectation of a perfect future and I'm not perfect, that makes me feel worse personally and makes me feel unlucky for not getting that future. So I think this one can kind of depend on the person because like I said, I'm, I, I've dealt with this a bit in the past and I feel like it's not always uh, a good way to live. Yeah, yeah. I also think that having good luck, I mean, if you think about this like with an audition and sometimes when you book a role, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with luck, right? Like all the stars aligned, they're looking for someone, your height, how you look, how you act, all of that. So if you're going into an audition and you go in with the negative mindset of, I'm not going to get this, you're going to have that self-fulfilling prophecy because your energy is going to go that way of like, you're going to have really negative energy when you walk into the room. So you could have Mm -hmm. a negative, bad luck, self-fulfilling prophecy. But if you go in with, I'm definitely going to book this, that's also maybe not great. Um, but I think if you steer towards the mindset of having good luck as whatever happens is meant to happen, if I book this, great. If I don't, that's okay too. But like I'm making connections, I'm putting myself out there. So I think having the mindset that you're going to have good luck, as long as you make the outcome align with whatever is supposed to happen, I think it can be a good thing. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think there is sort of a balance to this one. It also, I saw it described as this, uh, not even necessarily being told as like having optimism or anything like that, but also like um, kind of like when you read tarot or you read astrology or if you go to a fortune teller, anything like that, and that person or that thing that's telling your future tells you, you are a creative person who is going to you know, have big creative success, or they say you're about to find the love of your life. Like if they say something like that to you, that if you fully believe what they're saying, then you will go out into the world looking for that thing. And 
yeah, you might find that thing. And it's not necessarily because they told your future. It might be, but it's not necessarily because they told your future, but it's because you saw that future and you are looking for it now specifically and expecting it. I mean, I've mentioned how I met Jeff before, but a lot of it was, I mean, good luck. But I literally, before Jeff walked into my apartment, because uh, he was friends with my roommate, I put the omen out into the universe. Her and I said, we're putting an omen out into the universe. We're going to be open for whatever happens. I'm going to like meet somebody this week. Like It's not going to be a big deal. And I don't think if I had said that to myself, I would have been as open to like receiving him, like noticing his energy and like noticing who he was as a person. I probably would have been like, it would have taken a little bit longer for me to like warm up and see that there was something there. But that was where my brain was. I was ready yeah. for it. Yeah, absolutely. And I that that you turned your situation towards that, you know, end goal in a way and it worked out coincidentally for you. Um, but also the last principle is to expect good things to happen to you. So if you are in a situation, let's say you get in a car accident and someone rear-ended you, you could look at that situation and be like, oh, that is such bad luck that I just got rear-ended today. Like, I'm so unlucky. Or you could look at that situation and be like, wow, I am so lucky that I was just rear-ended and I'm totally, like, safe, you know? So this is kind of what this principle is about, is that you look at life being like, oh, man, I'm so lucky it wasn't worse and that I'm like still healthy or I'm still, you know, here or that I'm still or that like that blah, blah is okay or that this is okay rather than, oh, my gosh, I'm so unlucky that, you know, my arm's broken or that I failed that test. Like there's there's just like looking at the glass half full instead of half empty kind of mentality. So since this is the last one, I want to ask you, are you more glass half full or glass half empty? I think it definitely depends on the day, right? Like I don't, I don't find myself to be, uh, I I find myself to be a pretty uh, on and off person sometimes. I'm pretty either optimistic or just pessimistic. I definitely switch between them. How about you? I mean, I think you could guess I'm pretty glass half full as a person. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But... I remember one instance that I really had, I really have to try sometimes, right? Like I look at certain Mm -hmm. experiences and I'm like, this sucks. And maybe I won't see why the glass is half full for this until six months, a year from now, when I look back and I think about all the things that I learned during this time, I think about like any tough time I went through with a friend or with a breakup, like at the moment, it's really hard to be glass half full, but then you look back and you're like, look at how much I've grown as a person. One time that really this got to me was um, in college, I had a friend who had a boyfriend that I did not like, and nobody really liked him. And, um, you know, they're no longer together, so I can say this. Uh, (laughs) I don't even know if she listens to the podcast, uh, but I remember I just had to deal with him. He was around, and I was telling myself like, this is awful. This is awful. And I became really glass half empty, like not wanting to go be around her because he was always there. And I had to tell myself, 
Like, no, you're learning. You're learning how to deal with difficult people. You're learning how to communicate with different people. You might have a job after college where you don't like somebody that you work with. (laughs) Your friend might marry someone that you don't really get along with. Your sibling might marry someone that you don't like. And you just have to learn how to deal with difficult people. And that turned the experience like into like the whole time I was around him, I was like, this is a learning experience for me. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is for my career. I mean, it really did. And anytime like I have, you know, since then, it's been years now, I've dealt with a difficult person. I've thought back to, well, if I can handle that situation, I can handle anything. Like, mm, who cares? Who cares? Right? It's so true. And I love these principles because when we think of luck, usually we think of things like Star Wars, like, oh, the force is with someone. They're lucky because they have like magical powers. And it's luck is actually more tangible than that. It's really all about mindset and like how you view the world. And if you view the world in a more positive light and try to like navigate it using these methods, then you might find yourself more lucky even though you're living the same experiences. Well, this was such a good reminder for me about luck and keeping that positive mindset, but I wanted to end us today with a little game, Michelle. So we have three sayings that people say. We have good luck, we have best wishes, and we have congratulations. Okay. And apparently there is appropriate I looked up online. There are appropriate times to use each of those and inappropriate (laughs) times to use each of those. Like if you wish someone best wishes when you're supposed to say good luck, that's bad. So I'm going to give you a scenario and I want you to tell me what you would say to them. So somebody gets a new job. What would you say to them if you were their current coworker and they were leaving the job that you two share right now? to go to a new job and you were signing their card, what would you say? Best wishes. Eh. (gasps) What is it? Is it congratulations? You would say good luck. I feel like that's so shady though. (laughs) I know it kind of sounds shady, but uh, best wishes, I will get to it in a little bit, but it normally has to do with when someone is like wishing for good luck in like more of their personal life. Mm -hmm. So you would say good luck or if they were not your coworker, if they were just a friend that got a new job, you would say congratulations. Okay. Okay. You just gave me the cheat sheet for the rest of these though. Yeah. (laughs) What about if someone has like a test, an exam, I would say good luck. Yes, that's right. All right. What if, imagine if you said congratulations if someone had an exam. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. (laughs) All right. What if someone gets engaged? Um, Congratulations. Absolutely. Yes. Congratulations. Can you imagine saying good luck? (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) I know some of these sound so shady if you say them badly. Like someone is having surgery. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) That one's best Congratulations. Yeah, Yeah, that one's. (laughs) 
So what about if, so we just had a, people get engaged. What about if a person gets married, specifically a woman? What if, what would you say to the woman who's getting married if we talk about it in a very heteronormative sense? Wait, would it be different if it was a man? Apparently, apparently. I don't know if I subscribe to these principles, but I just wanted to share them. Yeah, I'm very hetero cisnormative up in here, but I'll answer. Um, I'm going to say that this forum is saying that if a woman is getting married, you say best wishes. Yes. And what about the man? You say good luck. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh my god that would be awful i so just feel like that's what a man would and- say <laughs> this is a quote from gilmore girls so emily gilmore who is the pinnacle of society you know the the grandma gilmore in all of this she says you congratulate the groom and you offer the bride best wishes because the groom has won a prize this this wonderful oh. woman he should be congratulated. This is amazing. And you offer the bride best wishes because you want all of her hopes and dreams in marriage to come true. Uh, so I think you could say either of those to anyone because this was very, you know, heteronormative. But I think that it's fun to think about the difference between good luck, between best wishes, and between congratulations. That's great. Thank you for that, Claire. You're welcome. Well, Michelle, good luck editing this episode. It's going to be a doozy. Yep. <laughs> it's okay. Um, follow <laughs> us on at Pod on Instagram and Twitter, folks. And for our question today, what brings you good luck? Ooh. And we also want to know, are you superstitious? How so? Let us know on our Instagram and Twitter. And of course, subscribe, rate, review and we'll see you next time bye bye